Welcome to Living the Dream Acting the Podcast. A podcast for actors, by actors, about acting. And here's the host, Christina Kipper Halstead. Hi, I'm Christina, and on this podcast, I track down interviews with actors, writers, directors, and everyone involved in the performing arts from stage to screen, including artists like myself who live outside of New York and L.A., where the rules of the business can sometimes be a little different. I cover getting started, not giving up, and inspiration for actors everywhere who are trying to live their artistic dreams. Please join our community by liking us on Facebook, by leaving a comment on my website, livingthedreamacting.com, and by following me on Twitter at Artist Dreams. That's at Artist underscore Dreams. On today's episode, we head to Hollywood to talk with actress and director Keisha Sharp. Please stick around for that while we do a little catching up. The first thing I want to talk about in Catch Up This Week is the 24-hour theater. I did this about a month ago, and it was a crazy intense time. Again, wrapping up the end of the school year with my son, and there was something going on every single weekend. But I just felt like with my schedule, maintaining the day job, maintaining being the best parent I can be, still trying to write, work on the podcast. The opportunities that I have to get on stage are few and far between. And 24-hour theater is the perfect opportunity for me to get on stage, to squeeze in like a month's worth of experience in literally 24 hours. And I know I talked about this um, a few episodes back, but again, it's usually something that's done at the college level, but It's done with more mature adults as well. And again, went in at six o'clock at night, auditioned, uh, by seven o'clock, eight o'clock, found out if you were in a show and whose team you were on. Then you went and did improvisation, worked with the writers, you know, for an hour or more, a couple hours. The actors get to go home and get some sleep and the writers stay there all night long, sometimes with the directors. And they write and write and write and write something that didn't exist before. Come back in the morning, 6 a.m., have breakfast together, 7 a.m. You're at a table read, doing a read through a piece you've never seen before. And then spending the whole entire rest of the day from that point, 7 a.m. on till 6 o'clock at night when you perform it in front of a 100 people learning the script, getting off book, finding your character, finding your levels. And it always amazes me now that I've been doing this now for the second year and just at the point I am as an actor, uh, maturity-wise, and I I don't just mean age, but just kind of coming into my own in in a lot of ways, just how how quickly the levels can be found. It's very easy to... um, especially in that setting with that pressure and that timing, just kind of play that one emotion and get stuck there. And I really push myself to find as many nuances as possible. And it just like in an incredibly sped up version of things, you know. So it was just, 
it's just such a fascinating process and such an amazing exercise to go through and a intensity. And again, also this idea of releasing perfection. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get done. And that's something that, you know, I can kind of take with me when I'm working on other projects, like forget about perfection, throw that out the door, start it, work on it, put in the effort, put in the time so that I can get the results. I'm starting to sound like Tony Horton because I've been doing P90 for the last couple months, but, but wherever the inspiration comes from, that's what, it doesn't matter. What matters is that the inspiration is there and that it's uh, sinking in and helping in all kinds of ways. But so, yeah. And then there's also this idea of, uh, and we're going to talk about this on the, when I do the next guest next month, Scott Coopwood, AKA Coop, we talk about this idea of taking your work home. Um, again, another love story. I end up being put in even as an, I, I knew that when I was younger, I would always be put in cast in roles as the ingenue. Even in my 40 somethings, I still end up playing people's lovers all the time. And I do take my work home. I do temporarily go into this space of sort of falling in love or, um, if I'm playing other intense types of emotions, taking that home with me. And, um, this was addressed, uh, a couple of times, uh, on inside acting podcasts. It was really great recently. I, I encourage you to go check that out. But uh, this was one of the first questions I asked the, our very first guest, Mike Lawler, um, about this idea of how do you deal with these strong emotions that we experience? So I'll talk about that next time when we talk to Scott Coopwood. And, uh, so I pushed myself to do more work on my one woman show. I'm starting to get through these modules that Brenda Edelman has created that I'm a part of, and I'm starting to feel like we're making more progress now, trying to um, put in as much time as I can to meet my goal of having the piece written by December 31st, 2016. And yeah, that's about it. That's all I have to check in with right now. Uh, Really excited to bring you part two of my interview with Keisha Sharp. And just want to say a couple things. This interview was recorded before the Oscars and it was recorded before this most recent announcement about the release of Lethal Weapon on Fox, which she has a major role in. She plays Trish Murtaugh. So really excited for her. She definitely deserves it. It's a great opportunity, very exciting and very exciting to kind of be a part of that process of her having a great year and getting to have this conversation with her. We're going to talk about all kinds of things and I can't wait to bring it to you. So let's get started. Here is Keisha Sharp. So I, I think that answers the question of how to do I sustain it? It's like, well, I, I won't do anything else, so I have to sustain it, you know? Yeah. I have to keep up. I have to work. Now, the other part of it, I'm not a hustler. I'm not that kind of person who, which is hard, I have to admit, of not networking and going out to parties and doing that whole Hollywood thing. I'm not, I hate it. I hate it. I hate the idea of having to go and party and, and just, I just don't like it. It feels very disingenuous. It feels like I'm coming to this party so you could 
so I can then talk to someone to try to get them to do whatever. So I'm not good at that, and I don't do it. So therefore, it sometimes it's taken me longer to get where I want to be because I'm not that that hustler. I'm not that kind of person. Um, and that is a big part of the business. That's a good fifty percent, if not more, of the business is networking and going out and meeting people. And so I have to. I have to just go the route I'm going, which sometimes takes a little longer, mm-hmm. but it's my route. It's my, it's my lane. That's the way I do it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, even though, I mean, even though you say, um, I hear, I'm hearing you say that you're not a hustler. One thing you are is driven and also you are a proponent of, of doing your own work. Um, you know, DIY stuff. Um, because I have, you know, I have seen you, um, you have, um, created, you have a film that you were a part of, um, bringing to fruition. Um, you have supported other people's web series work. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, would you say, is that a big, is that a big change that you've seen in the 14 years you've been in LA, this idea of people doing DIY stuff? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's so great. There's yeah. so many people on YouTube and doing their own web series and so forth that have made it because of that. But then the networks pay attention because they have a certain amount of followers or there's no excuse for someone not to do what they love. Now, whether or not you're going to make money from it is a whole other conversation. Right. If you have a camera, which most people do on their phone, if you have a camera, you, you, you could, you're like, I have to act. I have to write. I have to direct. You can do that no matter where you are in this country or the world. Um, and if you are that invested in it and your work is that good, someone will eventually pay attention. You put it up and you have a web series. I was just in a meeting the other day because I have an, an, a web series that, well, it was a tele- I wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And so I think we're turning it into a web series. And that's a great outlet for something. It's, you know, maybe... A network will pick it up, but I can do it on, we can figure it out on our own. We can get, maybe um, do a fundraiser or whatever to get this web series done mm-hmm. because you, you're you so passionate about something and you don't have to wait on the networks to gratify your, your piece with a yes that may never see the light of day once they buy it from you. But with the web series and these opportunities on the web, you can do it yourself. Yeah. You can do it yourself, and it's, you can do it with a camera on your phone. Like, don't let, you, as an actor, you not being in Los Angeles or New York City stop you from thinking you can't do it. You have, you can do it with the web now. And, and if it's that, if it's good, it's great quality and great work, someone will pay attention. You'll get that phone call saying, hey, we saw your piece on, you know, YouTube. We'd love to buy it or we'd love to have you come in and tell us more about your other projects. That has happened so many times with people. So there's so many more opportunities. And there's so many networks on television now. I know. Um, it's crazy. For the opportunity to work. Yeah. With cable and everything. Yeah. It's just, yes. Yes. Hulu, Netflix, all mm-hmm. of them are doing their own. Yeah, they Amazon. Yep. There's just so many more opportunities for artists to work. And... That should be encouraging to any any actor out there. And you're never too old. You're never too young. There's there's um, roles for everybody, especially the older you get, because that's when the less less um, competition. Because that's right. Better <laughs> at 
as they get older, they leave the business. They leave it. Mm-hmm. So the ones who really stick with it have less competition. Yeah. Or if you're a late bloomer and you're finally getting around to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's going to be all about you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's going to be my path. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Claim it. I'm claiming it right now on the air. <laughs> all right. Um, so, tell, so, so speaking of uh, DIY stuff, can you tell us a little bit about this, um, the short that you did, the 636? Okay, so okay, so the that's okay. So the six three six is with my creative partner Matthew Ryopel, who I met in college. Where he's like my best friend, awesome. and uh, we came together and created this project. And what it was was we decided to do this short, but it's actually a television series. So um, the idea I had was, why don't we make a short or do this short film? Right, so that stands on its own. Mm-hmm. So it can be in the festivals and the film festivals, but it also is the calling card for our series. So we'll be going to pitch a show to a network. Usually, you're going in, you're pitching, talking about the show, right? Right. You're talking about it, you're showing pictures or whatever. Now we have something, a film that's actually winning awards in the film festival. This is the short of the characters that are in this. Um, in the series, and here's a, a short for you to see it. And so that was the idea of coming up with the um, let's do the short film based on this television series. And uh, so we that's what we did. And Joan Van Ark was really interested in the character in in this that She plays my mother-in-law, and that's how we got her involved. So she read it and she loved it, and she wanted to be a part of it, which was great because. No one, you know, everyone knows her from, you know, I think it's not landing and a certain part of right. who she is, that's what people see her as. But she wanted, now she's in a different age demographic, and she wanted to be seen as an actress. And she's an incredible actress. She was a theater, you know, queen in terms of, you know, all the wonderful roles she would be hired to play. She's an incredible actress, but people know her as a television actress on this kind of soap opera like television show. But she's so much more than that. So... This was a great role for her to sink her teeth into so people can see her. And this is a great role for her. It's a great role. Um, so that's, that's where the idea to shoot this short came from. So we wanted to have this visual for this television series and we thought, let's do a visual, let's do a short film. Now, that being said, we had, we did run into some difficulties because it was our first produced, you know, I produced it and my husband produced it, our company produced it, Shelter Entertainment. And so, we were excited because it was our first thing we were doing, but we ran into issues. And I'll tell everyone out there that's filming their own stuff or, you know, producing their own stuff to make sure that everything, especially the sound, is on point. Yeah. And, and we thought it was. And it was some difficulty with his machine, the, the, the sound guy, which he didn't know, yada, yada. But we've had so much trouble in terms of editing because of the, um, the sound issues and um that's just been a nightmare, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but we're very proud of the piece, but that is an issue that we've had with the sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can, um, as we were talking off the air earlier, uh, you know, my son is here, um, and uh, I can hear him in the background, and it was, <laughs> it reminded me that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, so here's all this, you as actress, you as performer, you as businesswoman, and then, um, you know, at some point, you become mom, 
And uh-huh. how, how has that changed you as a, as an actress in your personal life? Um, having, uh, you know, introduce this no, new role into your world, and um, well, and it yeah, changed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really did. Um, I, Brad and I always joke because we're always like, "What were we doing before Solomon came?" Like, I don't even remember. You know, like yes. all the time that you had, like you're like, "What were we doing with all that time?" Right. Because, <laughs> I know. Free um, time. What's that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What's that? And and nothing. Everything just changed. Priorities changed. You know, I love what I do. Brad loves what he does. But what really matters is us being parents and raising our child the best for he for him to be the best person that he can be. You know. Yeah. And I'll tell you a little about that too. Um, I think we. I don't know. I think I might have said a few things like this on Facebook, but Solomon. You know, we have very strong opinions about vaccinations, and we don't need to get into that, but I do. I have a strong opinion about it. But at the time, when he was younger, um, we felt this pressure to do it, and he got to go to school and so forth. So what we did was we um, extended them over a long period of time. So all the vaccination that kids would get before the one, they we he might have been getting them at the age of two and three. Like, we spread them out so far, so we didn't want him as a baby to have so many vaccinations. So, anyway, he had a vaccine injury when he was uh, four, and we've been dealing with that even still today. Um, so, it is, it's even more so, like, my, my life is solid, really. It's, it's, he's not well, I have to pray to God, like, that I could get, you know, um, not sit and worry about it, or... Um, I don't know, it's just everything revolves around him. So, yes, everything changed. And also the, the importance of health and and uh, natural remedies and organic living and trying to get back to the way God wants us to be in terms of even the way we eat and the, the way we take care of our, our temples, our bodies. You know, all of that stuff started to become majorly important to me. Like, my, my work, meaning as an actor, is very important to me, but nothing surpasses my family, my family's health, or even community work in terms of the things that really matter in terms of people suffering, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people needing fresh water to survive in certain countries where, well, now here, I'm not the, you know, we would think about in Africa or in other countries, but now here in Flint, um, Michigan, we're having issues with water, but... yeah, it changed everything. It's basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying. It, it changed everything for us. And then when he had a vaccine injury, then that became the most important thing, like trying to figure out how to heal him um, naturally. And we're doing a great job of it. He still has a little bit of residue from it, but he's doing great. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, you asked yeah. the change. It does. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that he's doing great. That's That really is the most important thing. Um yeah. yeah, for sure. I guess, and, 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 yeah, go on. Oh, I was going to say, um, just from this idea of work-life balance, you know, and it's, yeah. it sounds like, obviously, you know, the children become the priority, and at the same time, we, we're we trying to hang on to that, you know, maintain ourselves as artists, and especially if it's how we Absolutely. do make our money, you know, we need to kind of find that balance somehow, and, and then I know... Um, your husband is a musician and a songwriter 
and and he yeah. travels. So sometimes you're probably doing uh, kind of like the single mom thing, you know, sometimes and and uh-huh. just, uh, you know, wondering how you kind of keep that all, all those balls in the air at once. And yeah. Well, Solomon is extremely bright. So um, that helps in terms of he knows that, you know, I have to study lines and I'll have him study them with me. You know, it's like, oh, I need to roll my lines with me. Um, yeah. You know, he's a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not separate. I think that helps. I think it helps that he understands what I do. He's supportive in what I do. He's a little artist himself, although he's going the science route, which we were like, really? But <laughs> <laughs> um, we're a little, you know, we're a little, not disappointed, but I don't know, because he's so good. He's such a great little actor, and mm. he's, he's got a great voice, and he's musically inclined, but he wants to be a marine biologist, and he's really great at that side. His brain, you know, in terms of left and right, are pretty equal, so... Um, we're very supportive in that, but he's also very supportive in what we do. So that helps. His age helps because he's eleven. So right, that helps. I have to admit, it helps. Yes. And um, yes, when they get a little older, that, when they get a little older, it does make a difference. <laughs> it does. When yeah. he was younger, I, I would just bring him everywhere, and and that was okay. You know, I was breastfeeding until he was two, so I would bring him on set. And that was fine. And then um, when we moved to Connecticut, when I had to shoot for two and a half years, he just he was in um, preschool, and then he had just started kindergarten, so that was easy to move him. And he yes. just continued in Connecticut. So all the the little changes that we had to make in our lives happened to be perfect timing for his age. And so that part of it has been really easy in those terms. And because of his age now, he understands what I do. He even helps me. And that has been great. So it's been easy to juggle both career and family at this point. And praise God for that. Because I, I know some women that it, it hasn't been. And maybe if they are single moms, and it's just a real, it could be very hard. to. You have to hold on to your dream, though. If you don't follow your dream, your kids see that. And that, that's not a good lesson, in my opinion. Um Unless you you say, listen, I'm giving up that dream right now because I can't support you and follow my dream at this time. That's a different conversation as well. Yes. But if you can do it, you should. You should do it. You should need. They should see you fighting for what you love. So mm-hmm. that's going to help them in their lives to fight for what they love. And so what? You don't have the most money in the world, but you're happy. You don't have to. There's people with lots of money that are very unhappy. You know? Yes. <laughs> money is not... You know, money doesn't dictate your happiness. Um, you know, obviously it can make things easier when we're talking about certain things, but it doesn't make one happy. What makes someone happy is doing what you love, even if it's in a small town at a theater. Just You just want to act. You just want to do your community theater. That's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't have to be on television, and that means that that's when you made it. No, if you're still doing what you love, you made it. You made it happen in some way. That's beautiful. That's thank you. That's beautiful. Um, so so you're known for um a few things. Uh, everybody hates Chris. Um, yeah. are are we there yet? Girlfriends, especially. Um, and can you tell us about uh this new project that you have coming up, American Crime Story: The People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh. Yeah. So the American Crime Story: The People versus O.J. Simpson. 
is Ryan Murphy's new show. So if you know Ryan Murphy, he's also the, the creator of um, American Horror Stories, all those different... Um, that whole genre. Every year it's a different miniseries. Almost like they call it a, a TV miniseries because every year it's something different. Mm-hmm. It's, it, a lot of times he'll use the same cast. This is a new form. So uh, it's, what he's starting to do with this form is every year there'll be another big crime. So this one is the first uh, season of this his new, new thing, and that is the, the American Crime Story. So this one's American Crime Story, the O.J. Simpson trial. So next year it'll be something else. And so this one is, is the crime of the century, as we all know. And it's really talking about what was going on behind the scenes. So we all know, because it was televised, what was going on in the courtroom, but what we don't know is what, what each of these characters, real people, were dealing with in their lives by taking on this case. So you get to see, um, for instance, um, Donnie Cochran, um, his wife, Dale Cochran, what they were, what was, he, what was he dealing with at home? What was he dealing? What was she helping him with mm-hmm. um, to continue the fight in this, in this uh, for this uh, for OJ? What was he dealing with? What was he fighting for? So you get to see the behind the scenes, which is quite interesting. Um, and to be honest, I don't know what the show is going to look like because it was very secretive even for us. So the only scenes that I got were the ones that I was in. So I don't know how anything else is going to look because it was um, very secretive. Everybody just got their their sides, which is rare because usually you get the whole script and read it. And, and but that wasn't the way this works. So I'm excited about seeing it as well. I have no idea. <laughs> All I <laughs> know great. is what I did. And... Um, and of course, what um, what we did together. But I don't know what 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 it's going to look like, or what if he's making a statement in terms of OJ's innocence or, or guilt, or I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. All I know for sure is it's it's taking on the stories, the, the big stories behind the big story, and um, that's exciting. I'm excited about. It. I know it's going to be great, you know, because it's a great cast and. Brian Murphy is just really great at what he does. He's he's a great artist. Whether or not you 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 like some of his other stuff, because it can be very dark and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. And just to let everybody know, you're playing Dale Cochran. That's right. Yeah. Dale Cochran. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Well, um, uh, we're we're almost coming to the end here, and uh, yeah. I wanted to. Wow, that was- I can't believe that. It was like an hour, but oh my goodness. Almost, almost, yeah. I know, wow. I feel like I uh, we could talk about a lot of things, um, a lot Absolutely. a lot more for a lot longer. And, and, you know, maybe if you're willing, I mean, we could have private talks, but if you're willing to come on the show again, I'm, we would love that. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you um, know, I, whether it's about acting or about health or about... Um, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I would just let me know. Great. Thank you. Um, so I guess in closing, I just want to ask if, um, if you have, uh, you've given us a lot of great, uh, positive things to reflect on advice and how to, how to stay, uh, um, in the right mindset around art and, and intention and, um, spiritual issues. And I guess, um, if you have any last thoughts of advice, whether it's for people who have been doing this for a long time or, um, are just starting out or want to get back into it, 
um, that you could share with us? Anything that you would like to just kind of say to help to support, to support people in their journeys? can go with um, anyone, whether you're starting out, whether you left and want to come back, or whether you've been, you know, in that marathon for a really long time, is one, never give up on it. Never give up on your, your art. So that may mean, okay, I can't get to LA, I can't get to New York, and, you know, that, that's not in my, in my in my future right now. You should still act. You should still write. You should still direct. There's too many venues right now today that you can still exercise your art in some way. So there's no excuse not to do it. Even if you have a 9-to-5 job. If you have a 9-to-5 job, if you have kids at home, you know what? There's that hour where you're by yourself that you can shoot something. Or, hey, have your kids be involved. Hey, you guys, let's shoot a great family um 10-minute uh, web series. You know, let's all, let's do this together. Let's come up with something together. Kids are so creative. They'll come up, they'll help you come up with something. I feel like never, never stop doing what you love doing. It's important. If you're in this marathon, like like myself, you just keep trucking. You keep trucking. That Sometimes you're going to get tired like you do in a marathon. You're going to have to stop and get some water <laughs> and reassess your things. But keep, what's that done? Keep on going. Don't look behind you. Don't look on the side. Just keep looking forward. Um, you can listen to behind you, meaning advice, things that you didn't do so right in the past. Listen to it, but don't keep looking at it. Just keep going forward. And for those people that are just getting into the business, decide what you want to do. If you want to do Broadway, if you want to do television and film, if you want to do both, you need to be in New York. If you want to just do film and television, think about coming to L.A. or or Atlanta, that's a great place as well. Atlanta, people are working there. And, you know, get your pictures together. You know, you have to start from that, get your, your photos, get on, on the internet. There's so many websites um, where you get auditions. You don't have to have an agent today. There's so many times you can submit yourself and people work that way. There's so many films, um, student films you can get in that are great that sometimes it's going to festivals and then all before you know it, people are looking for you because you're so good in this short film that they saw at this particular film festival. There's too many outlets for artists that you can't say that you can't exercise what you love. You have to do it. It's important. It's important for your soul. It's important for the people around you so you can be happy because if you're happy, other people around you can then be happy. But if you are... Um, stifling your, your artistic ability and your artistic voice, um, there's something missing. There will always be something missing. So if you have to start your own theater program in your town, do it. There's so many people out there that realize, you know what, I'm going to try out. I'm going to come in there and do that. And it's, it won't cost too much money. Sure, you're a small town. You can do some fundraisers. Don't let life stop you from living the life you were meant to live. Hmm. That's what I would say. Wow, there's nothing to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I was, I, you know, because sometimes I'm like, if I talk, I hope I'm being clear. I, oh, what's I, beautiful. I cannot say that enough. I cannot say how important it is to do what you love to do. And even if you're doing what you hate to do, like nine to five, you can come home and be like, I'm going to write a story. I'm going to shoot something. I have to. I have to do it. 
I'm going to find other actors. I'm going to find a community of actors in my town, and we're going to get together and just read some some plays and say, hey, let's put one up. Hey, there's a theater downtown that costs this much. Hey, maybe we collectively, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you oh, can do it. Thank you, and we should think Keisha is cheering us on. She's our cheerleader. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. And if anybody has any questions, I'm on Facebook. Ask me. I'll answer every day. You awesome. know, from agents to managers to directing. You know. Great. Thank you. I'll, so I'll besides, those, so we sure. can people can find you on Facebook, and then um, are you on Twitter as well? I am. Okay. What, what's yep. your what are what are you on Twitter? You want to tell people who you are? Uh, Keisha under, underscore Sharp. Okay. Someone took my name like a long time ago, so right. <laughs> <laughs> they do that. Sometimes they'll take your name, so you have to pay to get your name back. But anyway, so Keisha underscore Sharp. That's a whole other discussion okay. that I would have with people. Make sure you get your name on Twitter so no one else gets it, and then you have to pay them to get it back. So, oh, goodness. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and the and you have a website too, right? Is it uh, KeishaSharp.com? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Keisha Sharp. Yeah, so Keisha, Keisha Sharp at uh, or KeishaSharp.com. Okay. And then um, I also have a health website. So it's FishersofHealth.com. Great. And I'll put all of that on my website as well. And, uh, and we'll make sure everybody has the links to that stuff. Well, oh my goodness, Keisha! Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. This has been wonderful. Right. Thank you for asking me. Oh, it's it's my honor, and you know, I, you were one of the people that was on my mind when I first was getting this together, and uh, many years ago. So, um, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are so welcome. And I, and I and I love that you're doing this. Good for you. Thank and you. I, and that's I guess that's another conversation. I'm like, what are you doing? Are <laughs> That's what I want to know. know. You do? Okay. Yes. Well, well, let's make a date to have another, another off-air conversation. <laughs> well, okay. We'll I, do that. I did. Now I, your listeners are going to want to know this because I said it. They're going to want to know. But okay. Right. <laughs> well, we're at the end of another episode. Episode 10 featuring part two of my interview with Keisha Sharp. I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking to her. And uh, I'm can't wait to see Lethal Weapon when it comes out. You can go to Fox uh, Network website online and watch the trailer, and you'll see her there playing Trish Murtaugh. And in a few weeks, our next guest is professional Shakespearean actor Scott Coopwood. Looking forward to that, uh, sharing that conversation with you as well. So remember... um, Tell everybody you know about Living the Dream Acting, the podcast. Please go to livingthedreamacting.com and check us out there. Please go to Facebook and like us. We we don't have nearly enough likes. We've got like 126 likes. I would love to feel the love this week. If you wouldn't mind, go on down there and Facebook and just say, yes, I like this page. I like this podcast. Uh, Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at artist underscore dreams. And did you know that if you like a podcast on iTunes, you can give it a five-star rating and help other people find it who also think that it's great? I did not know this until recently. So please help us out. Help us out. I appreciate all of your love, all the listeners. I'm Christina Kipper, and... I hope you come back next week. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for listening to Living the Dream Acting, the podcast. Have questions or a story you'd like to share? We'd love to hear from you. For more information or to get in touch, please visit our website at livingthedreamacting.com.